Oscar here from Real Pill Studios. Make sure to like and share this episode. Hope you enjoy. Coming up on today's show, we look at how there could almost be a fishing war emerging in the channel, how there's a COVID crisis emerging in India, and how the football results of the week went, plus much, much more. So make sure you stay tuned to the end to listen to all our stories. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the fifth instalment of Real Peel Reports, our brand new podcast giving you a round of the week's news events. Anyway, enough of the formalities, let's get into the show. And our first story today is about the elections. Now these elections are all over the UK and you'll have probably heard of them, whether it's from the news, whether it's from YouTube, because there's a lot of YouTubers taking part in this, whether mm. it's from any sort of social media. Why is this all over the news? Why is this important? Well, me and Oscar are going to explain that to you. Now, there are three main elections, shall we say, going on. The London, Scotland and Welsh ones. In particular, the two of the latter that I've just said. The Scottish and the Welsh ones. Now, they're really important because it's basically like how we elect our members of parliament. Like how we elected Boris Johnson last time Hmm. um, to be in power. (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll just leave that in, to be honest. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I just shoot my throat doing that. Uh, but with these Scottish and the Welsh ones and everything, what happens is these people have powers to sort of control how the country goes and different things. So, like, they have powers of education, over the NHS, and all sorts of things like that. So, for example, in COVID, uh, you may have heard that, like how Scotland and Wales had different lengths of lockdown, went in at different points, went out at different points, had different restrictions. And that was sort of tapered to how the country was doing. So it's called devolved power, because that basically means they have power, just not as much as the UK government. So the UK government still controls them, but they have their own power to do certain things, like education as well. So like back in COVID, what Scotland did was they decided that they were not going to do exams before the British government did that. The British government only really did that was because they were getting called out by the media and all the other countries in the UK did it. And Boris is a bit of a wuss. Um, hmm. <laughs> um But that, that genuinely is it, though. So, so they're quite important because for Scotland and Wales, it's kind of deciding how the countries run. So that's about decisions for the NHS, things like COVID, like when national emergencies come along when you've got education systems that need to be decided. Like, Scotland runs its things in different ways, and so does Wales. Like, cause I suppose each country is different, so it needs to run individual things slightly differently. Like, in COVID, UK would have been at, like, 1,500 deaths a day, whereas Scotland at some point could have been at, like, 300 deaths in a day, if you know what I mean. So they need to do different things accordingly. So that's why it's kind of such an important election, because for Scotland and Wales, it's like the main UK election and they're huge because that decides how our countries run. But yeah. Now, the other story you will have heard me talk about at the beginning was the London election. Well, I say London election, sort of deciding who their mayor is. That is quite important because they do get to decide a lot of how London's run. And as you'll know, that's home to about 11 million people, I think it is now. So, I mean, Jeez. something for like, if York was having an election, like where we live, it's nothing. It's 150,000 people, like don't really matter but for 11 million people much it's not as much power as the government they've still got power if you get what i mean so it's right. quite a big one but there's obviously been a lot of the it's been a lot of more fun this year hasn't it really the election hasn't it 
Because mm. I mean, yeah. we've had Nico and Max Bosch campaigning for it. I think at one point Nico was five percent in the polls, which is really it's insane. Yeah, that's so funny. Although I think currently he's on about three percent. Um, right. And he's being beaten by Lawrence Fox. However, that's not particularly representative of how the whole election's going to go, right? Because I think the cert- the areas they've got the information from, right, so far, are quite right-leaning, shall we say. So, like, Sean hmm. Bailey, who is expected to get smashed, who's the Tory, right? Right. He's expected to be blown out of the water again by Sadiq Khan. Um, but he's, he's, like, 2% behind Sadiq Khan at the moment, right? So he's doing really well. And Lawrence Fox is on about five percent, and he's only meant to—he's only going to probably get about one percent in total, because the oh, right. votes they've counted so far have actually been from a lot of the particularly right-leaning areas. But still, right. out of there, Nico's still on about three percent out of that lot, which is pretty insane, isn't it? The funniest part of the whole thing is that Nico's whole like his his main like campaign is just changing the price of the Freddo. So funny. <laughs> Into five p. Oh, yeah. Freddos are so expensive though. Yeah, um, yeah, seriously, for a tiny he's a, bit. He's got a fair point. Yeah, he's got a good point. I, I think I think I'd quite like to be prime minister. I reckon we could just <laughs> yeah. like change the price of all chocolates. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Is there, there's like, like an ITV? You think about like an ITV it, interview. Yeah, yeah. You go. You think about it. You've got those four packs of like crunchies you get on offer at the co-op for like a quid. Yeah, or at the shop local. Yeah. Now that that's good value. They're decent chocolate bars, and then you've got tiny, flat, small Freddos for twenty-five p. Where <laughs> if you buy four, it's worth a quid. Like, geez, they do need to cut the price down down to at least fifteen exactly. p. I say. Yeah. <clears throat> it was funny though. There's an ITV interview which is like, uh, you know, express why you want to be the Lord, uh, the London Mayor. Sorry, in two words, and, and Nick goes with just for vibes. It's so funny. I was crying laughing at that one. <laughs> oh, did you see where he told Boris Johnson to shush on national TV? Yes, yeah, I saw that. It's to be so honest, funny. some of his points though are actually they're actually yeah. not bad. To be honest, yeah, when like, he thinks it, when he yeah. says serious points, they're not they're not bad points. Like, he's actually got some pretty decent points about how young people actually need to be heard and everything. Yeah. But it's quite funny because of how when he when this YouTube kid, right, is getting, like, 5% of the vote on polls, yeah? What's right. happening is is the media are, and, like, a lot of the Conservatives and Labour and all the other parties are thinking, oh, sh- that there may be um, people like Nico and maybe uh, the youth actually do have power, if you know what I mean. So right, I think yeah, they've no, actually ended up spending a bit of money on uh, campaigning to them. But should yeah. we move on to the next story? Yes, so... Um, recently, uh, Courtney Cox was on an interview with uh, Ellen DeGeneres, and it's really exciting. The Friends Reunion is coming very soon. Uh, just a quick, you know, like background info. So it will be on. It will be on HBO Max, which is annoying because it's another subscription that we have to sign up to, which is like the tenth, uh, like TV uh, thing we have to sign up oh, to. Yeah. That's fine. It's silly. There's so many now. If you know what I mean. Exactly. And the whole the whole selling point is that you know it's got like so many programs you can watch everything all in one show. Yeah. Yeah, but how how much stuff do they think we can actually watch? It's flipping BritBox, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus, yeah, HBO. You've got the Discern Sports ones. You've got Sky Sports. You've got Now TV. Ridiculous. You've got so many more as well that I can't even be bothered to name like BT and Eurosport. Yeah. Every it's just if you know what I mean. It's, it's too overboard, I reckon. Anyway, yeah. So the February unit is, is coming very soon. It's all going to be um, 
like they're all going to be like not in character. It won't be like a, an actual episode. Although apparently, according to David Trimmer on the Graham Norton show, there will be something like you know. I think they're going to read something. So that's quite exciting. It's been oh, 17 my... years. Can you believe it? 17 years since the last episode of Friends. Yeah, I know. And kids kid still watch it and buy all the merch. Yeah, exactly. I've actually got a T-shirt. You know, it's a great T-shirt that my it's, uncle gave me. It's, it's kind of crazy to see that something 17 years old is kind of still got a legacy. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, but the like, only thing that really springs to mind for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose something like South Park, which oh, I love it, it is so good. <laughs> but I suppose they do keep still making episodes, but South Park, though, if you haven't watched it, actually watch it. It's so good. Is it? It's so good. Have oh, you cool. not watched it? I've not watched it there. Oh, make sure, you, mate, you actually love it. It's just funny. Okay, like, it's I'll, genuinely I'll just funny. So. The other thing, the other new show um, that I've got for you today is that The Circle, uh, one of the I, one of Channel 4's uh, TV shows, is amazing. It's really good. It's been uh, cancelled, so they're not going to make any more seasons after season three, which has just been aired. They said Channel 4 has confirmed that it will not renew The Circle for a fourth series. The hit reality series began in 2018 and recently wrapped up a third series, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so, yeah, basically, they're saying that you know, they're really happy with how it's turned out and they're really, they said... Um, you know they're really incredibly proud to give like such an innovative sh- uh, sorry <laughs> such an innovative show and uh, to give it like a springboard for its international format success. Yeah, but, and so, but so people but always been... say that when the end shows, don't they? They go, oh, wasn't it so oh, yeah. good? Oh, wasn't it amazing? Well, clearly you didn't think it was because you're not continuing it. So <laughs> there, if, if fair, you thought it was that good, then you continue yeah. making it. There is actually a, a US version um, called actually I think it's just called The Circle. It's on Netflix. So at least at least that's on. But there you go, it's quite yeah. sad that it's going to be... I guess ending. we'll just have to use, you know those VPNs where you can change country and stuff? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you just have to use one of them to watch it now. <laughs> what was it called? Like that VPN, was it uh, Shark VPN or something? Yeah. Stupid adverts that always like sponsor the YouTubers. But, but, but if they are listening and they want to sponsor us, then... Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, oh, yeah, baby, give us we, money, we'd be loving we that. Want money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we think if there's any money involved, we'll all say Shark VPN is the best or whatever. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. And, like, it's way better than Turtle VPN and that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, Turtle yeah. VPN. <laughs> there you go. That's all uh, my news, news stories for you there. Oh, nice. Now we're going to move on to the sports report. And I shall know if you listened to last week's episode. It is our new format and new segment to the show. And we've got some pretty good games to round up this week. And the main ones being the Champions League games. So... I should have known if you're interested in football. Man City have a bit of a curse where they just can't get to a Champions League final and they just don't do well in it. And VAR normally always stiffs them up as well. But Mm. this year, they've actually, on Tuesday night, I think it was, they beat Paris Saint-Germain 2-0 to win the game on aggregate 4-1 and that sent them through to the Champions League final where they will be playing Chelsea and Chelsea actually had a pretty good run in the champ. Ah, sorry, can I just f- forget that that, yeah, that just wasn't flowing? Sure. Now we're going to move on to the sports report of the week. And I shall know if you listened to last week's episode. It's our new segment for the show. Um, as we ah crap, sorry. Now we're going to move on to our new segment to the show, Real Peel Sports Report. Again, very original name. Um, <laughs> but in this week, <laughs> sports. There's been quite a few stories, to be honest. The main ones being Champions League semi-finals, as well as the Europa League ones. And in the Champions League semi-finals, Man City managed to lift their curse of never being able to get to a Champions League final or do well, 
with actually some help from VAR for once. Because normally they get stiffed by VAR. But this year, uh, Manchester actually got helped by VAR when Fionn Kuyper, the referee, awarded a penalty for when Zinchenko hit the ball with his shoulder. And everyone claimed it was a handball from PSG, but VAR overturned it because it actually hit his shoulder. So instead of them being stiffed by VAR, for once it's actually helped them. But they'll be facing Chelsea in the Champions League final for an all-English clash, which is going to be quite an exciting prospect because Chelsea managed to win their second leg 2-0, meaning that they won 3-1 on aggregate. Oh, and by the way, Man City won 4-1 on aggregate with a 2-0 win in the last leg. Man City won 2-0 on the night, which helped them win 4-1 on aggregate, which is a pretty decent result against one of the teams that is claimed to be the best in the world. And I spent... 350 million plus on just two players which is a mental amount now did you know because um there's the two english teams in the final right yeah it's predominantly going to be british fans going to watch the final of the champions league yeah right yeah yeah but no that can't happen because oh. turkey has been put on the red list by the government which is like countries oh. you can't really go to or i think you have to quarantine to or something yeah because of covid right that's a good point, yeah. So Turkey's been put on the red list, so a load less fans will probably go and it'll probably just be a load of Turkish people. So that's quite an interesting little story about the Champions League. Because what's been happening, right, is instead of, like, people in India and Pakistan, right, uh, they're in, like, high-risk countries, like, the, the government makes themselves isolate. So when they come back, they'd have to isolate and pay £1,700 to isolate in a hotel. Like, and they'd have to pay that. But... What they ended up doing is, what they do is they fly over to Turkey, stay in Turkey for 10 days in like a four or five star hotel for like 300 quid, which is way cheaper, but way nicer. And have a flipping holiday over there. Uh, and then come back to the UK, but technically they've isolated there, um, which is what you have to do when you're going into that country. And then technically they've come into the country legally and everything. I mean, it is pretty funny to be honest, but yeah. But anyway... We're going to move on to rugby. And actually, it's about the British and Irish Lions, to be honest. And we're, I don't think Oscar is either, but I don't, yeah, I don't think we're both either particularly rugby fans. But um, yep. there seems to be an absolutely massive deal in the rugby world, so we thought we'd cover it. Um, but the 37-man squad, I think it is, has been announced yeah, I think it's 36. All oh, right. I swear it was 37, but whatever. I'll look it up. 36 it up, sounds better. Um, but <laughs> the British and Irish Lions team has been announced, um, and the captain's going to be a guy called Alan Wynne-Jones. So if you're into your rugby, you'll have to comment in the... in Well, you'll have to put in the comments whether you agree with him being captain, whether you agree with the teams, because we're not really people to comment... Like, we don't have much of an idea about it, but no. just put in the comments <laughs> what you actually think, because that... That'd be pretty cool, get a little discussion flowing, if you know what I mean. Because it's yeah. kind of like, I get with the England Euros, because me and my mates, we want certain players to be in and certain players not to be, and we're already arguing over it so much. So I, <laughs> I assume it's probably like that with rugby, so argue out in the comments if you want. But anyway, we're going to move back onto the normal news off our sports, and we're going to be talking about a fishing row. And... To be honest, it's not the most exciting sounding thing. Um, but with Brexit, where we left the EU, part of the deal was uh, 
well, part of the way we sold it was we sold to British fishermen. Oh, we'll reclaim the waters, you can have your waters back. But actually, it's meant that a lot of French fishermen aren't being able to make a lot, any money really, and are actually going quite poor, right? So what's ended up happening with them is they've staged like a little protest on their boats, right? Um, so then the UK has launched two of its full-on navy boats towards them, towards a couple of fishermen having a bit of a protest, yeah? Right. Like, I'm sorry, but I think that's a bit of an overreaction, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like yeah, in yeah. English, yeah? Um, we were looking at uh, MLE, right, and texting and stuff like that. Yeah, yes, we were, and yeah. And text yeah. language. And one article was saying it's fine, and then another one was like, it's savaging sentences, uh, yeah, yeah. destroying something else, and raping vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think that was a bit extreme, and to be honest, I think that's like sending a navy boat out is pretty much like that, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just way over the top. Yeah, good, good analogy, that. Yeah. It's not even like the British fishermen are benefiting. The French are missing out because they're not able to catch as many fish, right? And they're going poor. Right. But the British, when they catch their fish, because of the amount of time it takes to do paperwork and the cost and the cost of transporting and the time it takes now for all the checks, they're losing, I think it's, they're losing about 70% of the amount of money they used to make, if if not more. And I think a lot of them are just purely losing money at the moment now. That's how bad a scene it's got. And it's been like for the past few. It's been like that for the past few months. Right. Because think you've got seafood, yeah, and you can't sell. You can't really sell to Europe because a lot of your produce, yeah, it costs so much to send over there now because of Brexit checks, and the paperwork takes ages to do. It's just been an absolute joke. Like there's this guy in Bridlington, yeah, he's had a fishing business yep. for 80 years, I think, family run, making dosh, and I mean dosh, yeah, shut down <laughs> with COVID because he was like. Not with COVID, with Brexit. He's like, the way it was going, he was like, I'm never going to be able to pay my staff what they signed up for. Because on the contract, yeah, in doing it, he'll have agreed to pay like money towards pensions and all sorts of stuff like that. And money to pay and to lay them off. And that's just what you have to do, really, as a business, legally, yeah? And he was like, we've been making profit for all these years, but we're not. And we're losing so much money. I'm never going to be able to pay these people off if I don't just shut the business down right now. So we ended up shutting his massive family business down just to be able to pay his workers off properly which i respect him but like he should never have to do that and that's all and i mean all because of brexit which is just a joke and there's so many stories up and down the country like that like such a tragedy what's happened with it anyway Mm. from one tragedy to another we're going to be talking about india's covid crisis now you may have heard this in the news and i mean it's really sad What's happened is, literally, they're running out of ventilators, but not just ventilators, they're running out of the oxygen to put in them. So, like, people are in hospital, yeah, getting treatment, and some parts of Delhi won't share their oxygen with other parts of Delhi. It's almost become competitive over oxygen, right? And there's, like, 40 or 50 people died a couple of weeks ago just from not being able to have oxygen because people wouldn't share and because there wasn't enough. And it's an absolute catastrophe, like, there's thousands and thousands dying each day. Jesus. I mean, it's just really sad. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, it's a similar situation that, than like what we were in a few months ago. However, I suppose we are a much smaller country, so theirs is sort of magnified, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, yeah. But still, yeah, right. I'm not, I don't even think their death rate is as bad as ours because they have such a high population. I think their percentage of people dead and in hospital from COVID 
is less than ours was at the peak. That shows how bad right. England was. So imagine if Boris was running India. Think how bad that would be then. Especially with Jesus. the fact India have so much less money and so much less resources to be able to do things like that. Think how much mm. of a mess that country would be with him. Right, talking about COVID, we're going to move on to the last story of the week. And that's just a little COVID roundup because me and Oscar were chatting about it, discussing. I thought, you know, it'd be quite nice just to do a little COVID roundup so you could sort of get an idea of where we're doing with COVID. So yeah, in the last definitely. 24 hours, there's been 2,613 new recorded cases of covid but you've got to think about it at some points there were quite a few well quite a lot very little if not very little amount of tests being done but now with all the school kids doing it and then you just being able to walk into a pharmacy to and like get one yeah there's a lot more tests going on so they're able to pick up a lot more covid rates but still covid rates are down so low which is really good right that's good yeah that's really good yeah in the last 24-hour period, there's been 13 deaths, which is still sad, but at the peak, I think we were racking up about 1,700 deaths. It's just mental. Jeez. I mean, other countries our size were racking up, like, a couple of hundred in their peak, but, I mean, we've got Boris as leader, so, um, <laughs> can imagine what happens. Um, in the last seven days, there's been an average of 12 people dying, so it's slightly up on the average, but... To be honest, it's just going to be variety just any day, really. That's just natural. Right. Um, in the last um, in the last seven days as well, it's been an average of 2,044 new cases, which means really? we're, about, we're about 550, 560 cases up today. But you've got to bear in mind it's kind of a Friday, so a lot of paperwork still gets done, whereas unlike your Saturday, Sunday and Monday, a lot of people in the NHS are resting and stuff like that, right? A right. lot of the cases don't yeah, get recorded. Enough. So I feel like you need to look more at the average for it. So that that's nothing to worry about. And plus, that's way lower than in the peak. But we're going to end the episode with some pretty good news, actually. And that's Lovely. about vaccinations. So for people having their first dose of vaccine, it's reached 34,934,171. And of those Jeez. that have received their first dose yeah over 16 16 million even 291,719 people have got their last have got their second dose as well so i mean it's people loads of people with seconds most people with firsts i mean it's reached a point now where it's it's pretty safe because of covid and everything but to be honest Right. I think there was like rumour because of how low the rates are going and because everyone's vaccinated that Boris Johnson in June is going to try drop the one metre social distancing rule. But I don't know if people oh, will ever feel... Finally. Yeah, what, why? Because what, watch what will happen. You'll get a new variant, it will spring along without them detecting it for a few months and then it will go around spreading. Just that, That's oh, what will happen. God. Mark my words. Um, but <laughs> we, we, we'll just look at the current situation where it's doing all right. Um, but yeah... I, I don't know if people still will do it, though, if it's legally allowed, if you know what I mean, because people are still quite scared right. of it and everything, if you get what I mean. like. Right, yeah, yeah. That's and it's going to feel sort of quite socially weird to be next to people again. And also, people aren't going to be wearing masks and stuff like that, I think. So imagine that. like you. Yeah, and stuff like in classrooms, in classrooms, how they like rearrange all the tables. Are they going to put them back? What's, what's going to happen about yeah, that? No. So... Oh, yeah, because in classrooms, they've all rearranged our tables. I made them further yeah. away from the teachers. So then there's like 30 kids right next to each other and then one teacher on their own because clearly we can't have 30 kids spaced out and one teacher slightly nearer the kids. But 
yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Right. That's pretty much all we got time for. So, hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, yep. all that good stuff. Follow us everywhere. Because, like, that support, honestly, for such a small thing helps so much. Thank you for listening through the whole episode. Like, that really helps the algorithm. And we got a good idea, you know? We're thinking yep. secret comment. So, what we want you to comment is <laughs> potato. See how many potatoes we can get in the comments, then see how many of you have watched all the way through. Anyway, so we got time for there you go. cue the outro music. Yeah.